This is episode 98 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I have been looking forward to sharing this episode with you because with the hustle and bustle of the holidays, the hustle and bustle of getting together with family, friends, it's time for you to take a minute to remember why it's important to focus and why it is so important for us to focus on the things that are going to help our child make the best choices they can in their life. That's what this episode is all about. So let's get into it. Welcome to Parenting with a Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. And speaking of hitting follow, I'd love for you to follow this show. I've had so many new people come on board recently. Welcome to each and every one of you. If you would like to follow this show, all you do is you head up you, in Apple. It's up in the right-hand corner. I think in Spotify, it's down near the bottom. There's a place where you can choose to put this in your library. Once you're following some of them say download, some of them say subscribe, then it's kind of like a TV show. It's in your favorites. Whenever I put out an episode, you'll be able to see. And um, it's not like it's going to give you a bunch of notifications, but it'll just be there. So you know that I put out an episode. So I'd love to have you. And this is a special episode because I'm in the process of writing my book, Solution Focused Kids. And I realized that there's one episode that inspired quite a bit that's in that book. And I'm going to share that with you right now because it was, I think, the third, fourth, maybe fifth podcast that I even recorded. But I really believe in the power of focusing on the right things to make a big difference in your life. And that's what this podcast is all about. It actually kind of gives you an insight on why I named this podcast The Focused Mindset. And it starts out with a question. So let's listen in. What is the focused mindset? You hear me talking about it. You know that it's the name of my podcast. But what exactly is it? And why do I believe in it so much? And why do I teach it? I'm even going to get into the science behind why it works and how the mind works. And the way I define the focused mindset is when you decide what your focus will be on purpose, you have the focused mindset. I remember the first time this really affected me in a personal way. It was back when I was in seventh grade. And it's been said the junior high years are some of the worst years to go through. And that was no different for me. Seventh grade was tough. I'm not going to lie. I was that quiet one with the hand-me-down clothes, easily made fun of, and I just kept to myself, probably didn't even get much work done. Yeah, that was me as I walked along the hallways of my junior high. But there was one teacher that I connected with, 
And that was Mr. Marcos. I couldn't help but listen in his class. He seemed to have a way with his words. It was a health class, and it mostly talked about taking care of yourself and goal setting. And when he spoke, I just tend to perk up and listen. And when he talked about goal setting and what you want to do in the future, I believed in what he said. And I believed that, yes, I do need to plan for my future and decide what I want to do. So one day he gave us a talk about that subject and he talked about brainstorming and the first steps to setting a goal. And he told us to think about all of the different things we love to do and our talents and what we're good at. And he handed out a worksheet and he gave us some homework. And that homework was to go home and write a list of the things that we hope to accomplish in our life based on the things that we're good at. And this was one homework page that I could get behind. I was excited to do this one. So I went home and I was ready to write it down. I brainstormed and thought and I wrote some things down. There was one dream that I just wasn't quite ready to write down. You see, there was more than one reason for me that junior high years were rough. It was the time when my parents got divorced and we moved and had very little money. I wore my older cousin's hand-me-downs to school, which definitely isn't a thing that you should do in junior high. And my mom had a job at night at the hospital, so I would stay up and help take care of my brothers and sisters at night and many times neglected my schoolwork and many times was tired. And I didn't have a lot of confidence while I was at school, but there was one activity where I did feel confident. And that was once a week, I got to go to modeling class. Yes, modeling class. And we would learn how to take pictures and how to walk on a ramp and how to pose and how to go to interviews. And it was just so fun. And I thought, you know what? It would really be fun someday to be in a commercial or be in an ad. That was a dream I held close to my heart. And I had never said it out loud. And... I couldn't get myself to write it on the homework because I thought what would happen if he had us share that paper with a friend or worse yet, what if he had us share it in front of the class? No, no, no. I could not take that risk. So I came up with another plan. I decided I would write some of the other things that I want to do on that paper and then I would wait for after class and I would talk to Mr. Marcos after class and tell him myself face to face what that dream was. And I was excited to do it. Like I had said, I hadn't voiced it yet before. And so I remember sitting in that class and I couldn't wait for the bell to ring. And I anticipated just talking to him about it and what he might say. And I waited as the time ticked. Finally, the bell rang and all the kids scurried out when every last student had left. I said, Mr. Marcos, can I talk to you, please? And he said, sure. And I said, I have one more dream that I didn't put on that paper, and I wanted to tell you about it. And he said, what is it? And I took a deep breath, and I told him, I think it would be fun to be in a commercial or an ad someday. And he leaned down, and he said, well, You know, the purpose of that exercise was to think of things that are realistic. That might not be that realistic. 
And I was dumbfounded as I walked away and confused at his reaction. And I remember just thinking, oh, that was not what I expected at all. And something changed within me, but it was on a subconscious level because I didn't walk away from that meeting and decide, oh, he's right. I definitely should think about things that are more practical and realistic. No, not at all. I kept going to modeling class and I would still think it would be nice to be in a commercial. The difference is, the next thing my mind would think is, but remember, it might not be realistic. And after that thought pattern repeated itself for a while, I started not being quite so excited or dedicated to the modeling class because my mind went from thinking, oh, it'd be fun to be in a commercial or an ad one day, to instead thinking, I got to think about what's realistic. Now that interaction stayed with me for years. And it wasn't until 2015 when I was in a mindfulness class that I really put the connection together as to why it meant so much to me in that time. It was because there was a shift that happened in my focus in that very moment. You see, I still believed from the bottom of my heart that you should set goals. I believed in what Mr. Marcos was teaching. And from that moment on, I set goals and wrote them down and went for it. The truth is, the other goals that I went for in life were very good and very productive. But there was a shift in focus. My focus went from an optimistic place of, it would be nice to be in a commercial, to a place that doubted my optimism and doubted my dream and said, but it needs to be realistic. That small focus may have changed countless ways that I made decisions that I'm not even aware of. Because what we focus on matters. You see, it's true. What we focus on often eventually becomes our reality. I've seen this time and time again in my practice with all kinds of clients and working with families. And it doesn't matter if the person is focusing on something that's good for them or bad for them. Often it becomes their reality the more they think about it. And why is that? Well, before we explore that more, I want to go back to the mindfulness class that I mentioned earlier and talk a little bit about that. In 2015, the school district that I worked for offered a mindfulness course. Anybody in the district could sign up for it. It was designed primarily for the purpose of teaching us how to bring the practice of mindfulness into the classroom to help kids focus and relax. And the person that led this class was Dr. Joelle Hood. She's an amazing coach and she runs all kinds of courses and I'd recommend you look into her. You can find her on the web at joellehood.com. And when the first day of that class arrived, I found myself in a room full of educators, principals, counselors, and teachers eager to learn. And the first thing she did in her lesson is teach us how to practice mindfulness for ourselves. And this was my first formal introduction to mindfulness. And I have to say, it completely changed the way that I approached my life. And we were sitting in probably the second session and doing a mindful sit. In that mindful sit, we were asked to think about maybe a dream that was lost or an opportunity that was lost and ponder that in order to come to peace with it. 
And in that exercise, this memory with Mr. Marcos came to the forefront of my mind. And the first feeling was anger. Like, how dare he rip that dream away from me, even though I was very happy with where my life was. But quickly I settled that. And I got to thinking about it from his perspective. He couldn't tell that this quiet, mousy-looking, hand-me-down clothes, not always doing her work girl could possibly do something like be in a commercial. He didn't see that confidence in me. He thought he was doing me a favor. More so, he was probably just doing a lesson that was in a lesson book, and it really just struck me. So I turned my attention to how that had affected me, and also how powerful the mind is. And that was the beginning of me doing research on exactly how the mind works. I began to learn about something called the reticular activating system, or RAS, R-A-S. And the reticular activating system is the part of the brain that filters out whether something is important or whether something is not important. It's the exact reason why if you're looking for a car to buy, all of a sudden you see all of that exact same car driving on the street. And the same reason that if I right now mention the color blue, you will notice wherever there's blue around you. The mind is an amazing filter, and that system filters out the things that are important and not important. And how do they decide what's important? By what we have focused on in our past. The things that we have listened to, the things that we have inputted, the things that we have valued, that tells our brain, okay, when you hear something like that, listen up, because it rings true with us and it matters. Now, when I first started studying how the brain works, I was a high school counselor. And I was looking at how it's related to students that play video games a lot and that are on the internet quite a bit and how it affects their reality because whatever you focus on is what your mind thinks about. And so I was doing a research study on the disconnect that can happen with teenagers and basically anybody when they're playing games and the games are so important to them. And that I'll have to get into on another podcast because it's quite interesting. But when I began to put the power of focusing on things on purpose in my own life, I began to realize that that reticular activating system can work for us. We don't have to just let things happen to us and then whatever's filtered through our brain, that's what we think is important. We can choose what to focus on. And then that's what that system will remember moving forward. It's kind of like our phones. Yes, I said our phones. We all know that there's chips in our phones that listen to us. And when we're on all of our social media, if we type in a keyword, all of a sudden out of nowhere, our phone knows that that's the type of thing we should get more of. One time in our family, we were thinking about getting a jacuzzi in our backyard. And my husband said, I wonder if there's a portable jacuzzi, something really easy that you can get. And not more than 10 minutes later in his feed, there was ads for exactly that a portable jacuzzi. So the phone data kind of worked like the RAS system in our brain. And it just picked up what he was thinking and figured that's important and shot it out to him. So it makes you wonder, how can we beat this when we have our own mind working a thousand miles an hour, giving us information based on what we focus on? And then we have our phone 
shooting out stuff to us and putting it in our brain based on what we say and the conversations we have? Well, it shows that it's just even that much more important to choose what we focus on and choose what we talk about when we're around our phones. (laughs) So the question remains, how much of this is changeable? How much can we actually change if we've been thinking one pattern of thinking that hasn't served us, and therefore our future has in some ways gone in directions we don't want it to go? How can we change that? Well, as I continued to do research, I learned about neuroplasticity. Yeah, neuroplasticity. Try saying that four times fast. You were probably like, neuro what? That is the key to knowing that we can change anything about our future based on our focus. Because that's the study of knowing that our brain is always learning, is always changing. It's like the most sophisticated computer that anyone could ever imagine because it uploads information and stores it quicker than ever. But we can decide what we put in our brain and what we focus on will absolutely change what our mind believes. So with all of that science that I just put at you, I knew that I needed to put in practice the focused mindset for myself that I wanted to help my kids and anyone that I came in contact with. And I have seen amazing results, amazing results with adults, with with myself, for goodness sake. When I decided to say, you know what, I'm going to filter the thoughts that come into my brain. If it is not a helpful thought, then I'm going to replace it with something else. And I'm going to on purpose do that. Sometimes dark thoughts can come into our mind. And when I started practicing saying, wait a minute, I need to capture that thought. I need to set it aside and think something else. I noticed a difference in myself. I noticed a difference in almost everyone that I've watched go through this transformation. And you will notice a difference in you the more you do that. Some of you were already probably thinking about a time that you had an experience much like my own when something flippant was told to you and it just changed your way of thinking. And then maybe other experiences where you have focused on something and you've made it happen. But another thing that we need to ponder is how this affects our children, the kids we're raising, the kids that we're around and that we influence. Now, I can say that as a counselor, I have taught the focused mindset on many different forms to students. And when it comes to a child dealing with a bully or maybe a teacher that they have a hard time with or even a group of friends, the results are amazing. But the results are tough, if not impossible, when the person that's dragging them down or saying negative things is a parent because they know from very early on that that is a voice that they listen to. That voice trumps all the others. Whether they're saying something negative or positive, the brain pays attention to the things that are said by the parents. And when I'm counseling a child and I know that I'm coming across that obstacle, I always kind of feel a bit sad because I know they have quite a journey ahead of them and there might be negative self-talk flowing through their mind that they won't be able to sort out until they're adults. I know that you, the parent, are the most important person in the life of your child. There's just no getting around it. All of these things happen subconsciously. 
Developmentally, kids filter through their life. Their brain is filtering just like an adult would. But the things that are important to them, they automatically gravitate towards. That their parents' voice, the things in their home, the things they've heard since they're a very small baby, their mind will perk up to that. And their brain will pay attention. And other voices fade away. Wow. When you really consider that, it shows the importance of being a parent or someone raising a kid in any capacity. What an important job. Because on a subconscious level, you are writing how your child will approach their life in their future. Consider this. How we treat our kids and what we say to them often eventually becomes our child's reality. Let me say that again. How we treat our kids and what we say to them often eventually becomes their reality. That is a powerful thing. Now, there is always times within families that people lose their tops, lose their temper, and say things they don't mean. But knowing this reality, knowing that is very humbling. Because yes, sometimes every single person in the family has their moment. But once I really thought about that, I was able to humble myself more often and go back when I said something I really didn't mean and correct that. And that's what I'm going to encourage you to do as a parent. Consider the things you say day in and day out. And are there things that sometimes you need to correct yourself and say, you know, I didn't really mean that exactly what I meant was, and then correct that. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do, but it's worth it when we figure that our kid believes the things that we say. So right now, we're going to take a minute to talk about how we might consider the message of what we give our kids. Aside from the day in and day out things that might happen and people get upset and then they make up and that kind of thing. There are things that you can think about on purpose to plan for the message that you're giving your kid. Let's use the example of them being lazy. Let's say you have a kid that's being extremely lazy with what they're doing. One thing you could say to them when you see that is you're lazy. You're the laziest thing I've ever seen. What in the world is wrong with you? Stop being lazy. Well, something inside of you might think that that'll motivate them not to be lazy, or it might feel good just to get that out. But in reality, the kid looks at you, but their mind thinks, yeah, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. My mom knows it. Everyone knows it. So we need to take that completely off the table of something that you say. So let's just say that that's never said when you have a lazy kid. What would be a step up from that? But a step up from that might be that you say you're being lazy. Maybe that's a C student if you were getting graded on it. Your being lazy is definitely better than you are lazy. But let's get better than that. I think we can do better than that. How about if you say, you're acting lazy right now? Hmm, that puts across a completely different message to your child, doesn't it? And that would be a good B student, but we're looking for A work here. I mean, you're in Parenting 2.0. You've been upgraded. You're not looking to just slack off. So what could you do if you're trying to get across to your kid that they're being lazy in the most productive way possible? How about if you say something like this? You need to make better use of your time. See what you did there? You flipped it to something they need to do 
rather than something they're not doing. Now that is really using the focused mindset because it takes doing that on purpose. That's not just automatic. You need to be able to think, what is my child doing and what is the thing I want them to do? And then craft a sentence that tells them exactly what they need to be doing. See, now the mind hears that and the mind hears, oh, I need to make better use of my time. And they can work on that. That's something they can work with. You can't really work much with you're being lazy, but you can certainly work on how to use time better. You can plug that into anything that your child is dealing with. There will be power in it, let me tell you. And as you start practicing it, you'll notice a a different reaction in your child. And even if that reaction is not shown to you right away, that does not mean you failed. Because like we talked about, the subconscious mind is taking in the words that you said. And what you're doing is you're saying the words into their mind and speaking that into them so they can go out with the type of mindset that you want them to have in the future. You want them to be an adult that thinks I need to and looks for solutions to their problems. You don't want to raise a child that thinks about their problems and leaves it at that. Solution-focused speech means that you're going to point out the things that they need to do. And a step above that, you're going to notice when they do it. And as we come to a close on this podcast, wow, we went through a lot. We talked about what the focused mindset actually is. It's when you decide what you're going to focus on on purpose. And we talked about how what you focus on often eventually becomes your reality. And what you tell your kids often eventually becomes their reality. And there you have it. That is the entire episode pre-recorded for you. I know you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I am so thankful for you. I know you have lots of different choices of podcasts, and today you were right where you needed to be. To make sure that your mind is focused moving through the end of this month and into the new year. And I have a special gift just for you. I'm going to leave in the show notes a link for the entertainment holiday pack for a growth mindset. It was created by my affiliate partner, The Big Life Journal, and I want to pass on this free download to you. It's amazing. I love it. It gives you all kinds of wonderful ideas of what you can do with your family this holiday season. That's absolutely free. Click the link. I'll also leave a link for the affiliate partner of mine, The Big Life Journal. They have great products, hands down the best mindfulness and the best um, products that I've seen for kids of all ages to help them have a positive mindset. So I hope you're able to check that out. There's a couple of ways you can do just that. One is you just scroll down below this show and you'll see a bunch of what's called show notes. In those show notes, I will leave a link to make sure that you can click directly over and get that free download. There'll be other helpful links there as well. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you'll see the links for that. The second way is to hop over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com, and just click on the Big Life Journal tab. Um, They will email you that download if you choose to purchase. So um, either way, 
you are going to want to go check out all of the wonderful products that the Big Life Journal has, especially right now in the holiday season. And the Big Life Journal has been such a faithful partner with me the whole time that I've been growing this podcast. They've been able to come alongside me. And the way that they uh, support me is when you choose to make a purchase using my affiliate link, either on my website or the one that I provide at no extra cost to you, they send me a portion of the cells that come through that affiliate link. So thank you in advance for checking that out. And I have a question for you. Do you happen to have any new, fresh ideas for the show? Do you have a topic that you'd like me to cover? I'd love to hear about it. What's more, do you have a question that you'd like to ask me? Hop over to my website if you do, because I'd love to hear from you. You go to thefocusedmindset.com. You look for the contact me page, and there's a place that you can leave an email for me. And also, there's a place that you can leave a voice message for me. I would love to hear your voice. And if you give me permission, and if you're brave enough, you can leave me a question that I can put on the show, your voice. If you go over to episode 62, you'll see an example of that. I had Loma from New Zealand who left me a message about how to teach uh, values. And I did a whole podcast about it. And he actually recorded his message and I put it on the podcast. I'd love to get more of you guys to step up, be brave enough. You don't have to only email me the questions and I'll be looking out for those into the upcoming year. And we have a lot of exciting things coming up in the weeks to come. Those of you who have my TikTok over at Share the Focused Mindset, that's Share My Name, C-H-E-R, I'm going to do a silly little TikTok kind of celebrating a milestone that we've had right here on this podcast as far as downloads. And again, it just warms my heart, makes me full of gratitude and appreciation for each one of you that listen to The Focused Mindset each and every week. So let's move forward with this week. Let's focus. Let's enjoy and have a blast with whatever you're going to do. And until next time, keep in touch and take care. 